Hello, and welcome to the Aligned Birth Podcast. Dr. Shannon here today. Rachel's here too. And we are talking about what to pack in your hospital bag. So I'm going to take it back to when um, some further episodes, I don't even remember when it was, but it was probably in our birth plan, birth prep one. Rachel talks about, do you just show up at the airport if you're going to go on a trip and you just show up? You're like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't have my backpack. I don't have anything ready. No. So we prep, we plan and we prepare. So that is why we're talking about what to pack in your hospital bag today. Obviously, this is for if you're having a hospital-based birth. Um, but this is a fun one because there's, um, I think there's going to be things in here that you may not think about that you could bring with you and that you may want to have with you. And so and I know Rachel is going to have some great insight into that too, since she is, you know, a doula providing that in-person support in those hospital settings. Hello, and welcome to the Aligned Birth Podcast. We are so glad you are here. I'm Dr. Shannon, a prenatal chiropractor. And I'm Rachel, a birth doula and childbirth educator, and we are the team behind the Aligned Birth Podcast. Between us, we have experienced a cesarean birth, a VBAC, hospital births, and a home birth. Our personal experiences led us to where we are today. We share a lot in common. We are friends from high school who reconnected through our work, we both changed career paths after the birth of our own children. We light up when talking about health and birth, and we are both moms to two young boys. This podcast was created to share conversations and interviews about topics from pregnancy and birth to motherhood and the importance of a healthy body and mind through it all. Our goal is to bring you fun, interesting, and helpful conversations that excite you and make you want to learn more. We believe that when you are aligned in body, mind, and your intuition, you can conquer anything. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And so we're excited to talk about packing that hospital bag today. Yes, absolutely. And I think this is an important one to talk about because I mean, it's a theme with us, but, you know, preparation is so important so that you feel at ease um, and confident and you feel comfortable um, by having like all the things that, that, you know, all your little creature comforts with you that kind of make you feel like you're at home and, and being in an environment that feels comfortable, safe private and homey can help facilitate labor progress, um, even in the hospital setting. So you want, if you're leaving the home and you're going into the hospital, how do we set that up and what do we need to feel that way and have a, an environment that is conducive for feeling our best during labor? So the things we'll share here are practical um, and you might be familiar with some of them, but also some of them are a little bit more outside the box and, and you might be like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And you might add it to your list and uh, we'll be sure and include like a, a link to a physical list of, of these things so that you have it handy if that's helpful. Um, but you might be wondering, when should I pack my hospital bag? And, you know, some people are like eager and they're like 30 weeks, they're going to have it packed, rock on. Um, but <laughs> I think, you know, by 36 weeks is a good time if you want a time frame in there. But some people don't even have it packed by 38 weeks or 40 weeks even. 
Um, But, and even if it's not like completely packed and put together, kind of gathering these things, um, if there's something you need to purchase or, you know, I think with like certain non-perishable snacks and foods, you can kind of get them over time and create a little space in your home or closet where you're tucking it away and then you can kind of put it together towards the end. Yes, I know. But yeah, that's a good, that's a good time frame to, to think of. And maybe this sheds light on like, are you a procrastinator? And do you wait to <laughs> the bear? Like, what is your Enneagram? And is, does that or do you pack work? it and unpack it and then pack yes. it and then unpack it? Because that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Um, but yeah, again, this is um, just a guide. So like Rachel had said, you know, maybe print off the list that we put up and you can say, yes, you want this or no, you don't, but at least you've thought about it. And maybe it sparks something else where you're like, oh, you know what? This is something that brings me comfort that I would like to bring too. So uh, I know. Uh, Let's start with our first one on the list. And it is a comfy bathrobe. I still have mine. I still wear mine. And I remember my birth, like every time I put it on. (laughs) Oh, no way. That's yeah, awesome. I think I know. I still, I still have it. It's from Target. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, but I had two winter babies. So yeah. it's, you know, it's a warm one. And yeah, I remember walking up and down the halls with this robe on and I had, well, our slippers on here. I'm, I'm, I'm coming ahead, but those are the things that I really, really remember with that is having my robe and my slippers. Yes. And a robe, I mean, you get hot, you get cold. Um, so you want to be able to like, sometimes you want to have nothing on you and then sometimes you might get cold. So being able to put that robe on, it's easy. Nothing that has to go like over the head really, because if you're having any sort of, if you're hooked up to anything, which hopefully maybe you're not, but a robe is so easy on, off, on, off based on how you're feeling during your labor. Um, so comfy bathrobe and then a bra. So, you know, you want to think about like a nursing bra for after the birth, but sometimes during labor, um, I've seen people, so you could do like a shelf bra, like this real kind of not, not too constricting, um, but yet holds you if that's what you want. Some people don't want anything on their breast and that's totally fine. Um, But I also have seen like a sports bra that zips in the front. And the reason that is helpful is because um, after your baby's born and you want to do immediate skin to skin and maybe work on that first feeding, if you have a regular sports bra on or an over the head bra, it's hard to get off in that moment. Um, and so you can just unzip the front and be immediately skin to skin and, and near the nipple uh, with your newborn baby. So that's just thinking about what you're going to kind of have on as you're laboring. Um, if you know, you want, if you, if you know, you don't want to wear anything, that's an easy one. But if you do want to wear yeah. something, those are some things to think about. But definitely having stuff like come over the head, that's that's the key thing to keep in mind with like ease, yeah, like avoid that. ease of use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think of it as like when you went to prom and you got your hair done, you had to wear a button-up shirt <laughs> because you didn't want to take your shirt off over your head because your hair was all done. Right, um, exactly. We mentioned comfy socks, slippers, you know, because you might, you can move up and down. Like I, you know, labored in the hallways and stuff, was able to walk around, but I'm not trying to walk around in a hospital with no shoes on, <laughs> so, right? Needing something on um, for your feet. Um, we have outfit for you and baby, so yes. that can be kind of. Um, I guess it's kind of like even like the coming home part of things too, but like having an extra set of clothes for you. 
right uh, wanting to change into and to be comfortable in and then something for baby to go home in yes and we will cover that too a little bit we kind of created a section for postpartum for mom and baby um and so we i guess move that down into that part of the list um because it's good to think about okay there's the birth and there's labor what do i wear for that and then there's after the birth so what do mm-hmm. i wear for that so yeah walking through all those things and having some backup clothes for everybody is really important. Um, So the next thing is a diffuser with essential oils. So if you like essential oils and you have your own diffuser, you can bring that with you to the hospital um, and you can diffuse your favorite blend. Um, You can choose something that you like is easy, kind of like a peppermint or lavender or citrus is really good. Um, Whatever your favorite scent is, you could bring that with you and diffuse it. Yes, that can be, that can make a big difference just because um, sometimes that hospital smell is not um, the most pleasant. And so again, to olfactory system, we had a whole essential oils talk or whatever, and how that directly goes to the brain. So that can help in that comfortable settings. Um, Or even like setting the mood, like twinkle lights, electric candles, um, something like that, that makes you feel, it's got that dreamy aspect to it and it's not mm-hmm. so harsh you know like yes. and just kind of thinking of a little bit more ease and then I would even I don't know if we have this on and the different but music as well too mm-hmm. if there's something certain that you want to listen to oh yeah we, we have portal speaker and headphones so even looking at like um having some sort of sound something that you want to hear whether it's music or whether it's you know meditation sounds or something whatever yeah. brings you comfort the three things I like to kind of tell people to consider is sight, scent, and sound. And that's kind of what we just covered is like mm-hmm. sight is like the lighting. What are you seeing? And so dimmer lighting, twinkle lights, like kind of that dreamy birth cavey scape. So that's the sight scent. You're you know diffusing your essential oils and then sound exactly what you just said. Either you have a portable speaker or you've got headphones that you can put directly into your ear. And ideally you've maybe made a couple different playlists. Like I like to say, make a playlist that's like cool, calm, chill, and then create a playlist that's like, you know, game on, pump me up, like get going music. And that you can have that either playing on a portable speaker or in the headphones. So when you think sight, scent, and sound, and we're kind of going through this list, that's what we're encouraging you to bring into that environment so that you can have that whole setting be what you want it to be. And then the other thing I like to say is use some of these things at home when you are relaxing. So if you're taking a bath or Uh, in your room and you're like maybe resting, like you've got the lights dim, maybe you have some of your music going, you've got your essential oils going. And so when you're in the labor room, then, and you set that up, those similar things, it's almost going to help you get into that state more easily. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It kind of primes that nervous system to Mm -hmm. have that relaxing response. Mm -hmm. Um, even if you are in that different or that stressful environment, you'll heat the site. You, you will overpower that nervous system and be like, Oh, I remember the smell. I remember the sight. I remember the sound. Mm-hmm. So that can definitely help if you, yeah, if you prep with that. So you pack your bag, you prep and then you pack your bags. <laughs> yeah. Um, and massagers as well too. Um, have you had mamas use a TENS unit in oh, yeah. the hospital? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. So I talked to moms about having a TENS unit and kind of using that. Um, and you don't have to, I mean, you can even use what, like like two tennis balls and like a sock and you can use that for like any sort of hip pressure or that sacral pressure um, Mm -hmm. as well too, because you can lean against the wall with or, you know, whatnot. But those are the ones that come to mind um, 
for me. I don't know if you have anything else specific. Yeah, I mean, any kind of massage tool. Some people bring those like muscle guns, mm-hmm. like into the birth space or um, as simple as like what I carry in my doula bag is those little plastic, like you put your fingers in them and they have like round shaped um, little things for you to put your hand in and you rub it yeah. in circular motions and they're real, real cheap. So like if you leave it there or lose it, it doesn't matter. But um, that's can be like done on the back or on the legs. And that feels really good. Some people have those like, almost like um, dough rollers that you can do like on your muscles on your like, Oh, yeah, like a muscle back. stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, muscle stick. Um, whatever, whatever you got. I mean, there's all kinds of different massagers that you can use. And to add to the tens unit, that is definitely a tool for comfort. But you want to kind of learn about what that is. It's a it is a piece of equipment that you would want to kind of get beforehand. Tens units work most effectively for labor when you're able to start using it in early labor. So that's like you want to be having that on as contractions are starting in early labor and you kind of increase those electrical transmissions and they're like little little tiny electrical transmissions to your back that help disrupt the the communication of pain to your brain so it helps reduce the Mm -hmm. sensation of pain super wonderful beneficial tool but definitely it's like kind of with this a little bit a little bit of a learning curve that you would want to explore before you're in the actual setting of labor (laughs) yes yes yeah in labor not the best time to to start it yeah um, or to start using it um and then what do we have? Uh, toiletries and hygiene products. So things that you want to bring with you um, from home. Yes. Toothbrush, deodorant, mouthwash. Like imagine you're going on a vacation and you've got your little travel size toiletry kit. I mean, you don't need the whole thing. Like you don't need all the things, but just, your, you know, floss. Nothing worse than getting some food stuck in your t- teeth and not being able to get it out. Like, you know, a little bit of floss toothbrush, deodorant, mouthwash, even like shampoo and conditioner, because usually you want to show some people shower during labor. It's a nice way to kind of get a break or reset the mood. Um, So if you want to wash your hair, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, um, those are not usually available. Like it's not like a hotel when you walk in, they have like toiletries available. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think if you needed like a toothbrush or something, they might be able to help you with that. Or you might be able to go to the gift shop in the hospital, like you know, main area and maybe buy it, but just bring your own and your partner too. like have them bring their toiletries. You bring your toiletries, your sort of basic hygiene products. Yes. And, um, you know, speaking of that too, it's, you know, comfortable clothes, things to support your support person, your partner, your spouse, whoever is there with you. And I even, I mean, when we were making our outline, I even added a little bit of like, uh, let's think about the partner. Cause with my first, it was emergency C-section. So we were there for five days. Mm-hmm. So that was like the longest five days of my life. Um, <laughs> and it, it just kind of, yeah, you don't necessarily need to think, okay, I need five sets of clothes. Like it, it, you don't need to go that extreme, but it's also like something comfortable for your partner. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that, you know, like get some comfy sweatpants or something. So you're not like in jeans trying to like move around the room or something like that. So yeah. Um, thinking about thinking about your partner as well, because we want them to be able to like be at their best to help support you as well. So that's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. And think about like layering, right? Cause the hospital, mm-hmm. like temperature, it might be 89 degrees outside, but inside the hospital, it's like frigid or it could be cold outside and warm, you know, like, or you're really hot. So they keep the temperature low in the room. Um, and then when the baby's born, they turn the temperature up. So the baby stays warm. So it's like, 
you want to be able to either throw on a hoodie or take it off or throw on sweatpants or take them off and be comfortable. Um, and I'm thinking like easy to wear stuff like athletic wear, like stuff that mm-hmm. packs easy, wears easy, and you can kind of wear for an extended amount of time. Um, so yeah, that's definitely important to consider. And we already kind of said it, but portable speaker or a Bluetooth speaker in your headphones, um, for playing your music, or some people love doing like birth affirmations or guided meditations that are all on audio. And you could have those, uh, as long as you got a speaker and people, you can also just use your iPhone or your phone as a speaker as well. Um, but if you want to have it a little bit more amplified, or if you want to have it more directed, like in your ear, so you don't mm-hmm. hear anything else, like having both is nice. Yeah. And don't forget that charger. <laughs> Phone <laughs> charger, speaker charger. If you're bringing a computer charger, all bring the all, things. all the chargers. Bring all the chargers. <laughs> and the thing with phone chargers is if you're packing your hospital bag, I, I recommend making like a list of like your, your last minute grab items. And that might be like a phone charger or your computer charger because you're going to be using it. Unless mm-hmm. you have double of everything, which in that case, great. But if you don't, if there's these things that's like, well, I can't pack it because I'm using it, then you want to make a note about it so you don't forget it. Exactly. No, yeah, that would be the worst. Um, and then book, cards, entertainment, distractions. Distractions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So your brain doesn't remember what's happening right now. <laughs> yes. I mean, you're in these four walls. Mm-hmm. There's, it's limited. Mm-hmm. You, you just get antsy real quick. And they have a TV, so you might be able to watch TV. Um, I'm sure you, people will have their phone, so you can like watch stuff or scroll on that, but have other things, like you're saying. Yes. And then um, the, the food things to think about. Um, I, you got to think, I'm almost thinking of like, I think of like my race because I run a lot. I think of like, what's that nutrition that I use for yeah. like running races? Cause a lot of times people will use like honey sticks or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, or mm-hmm. these like little jelly bean things or these little like electrolyte, um, chews. Mm-hmm. So that's where my brain goes because it's yeah. easy to use. It's portable. Um, you can pack them fairly early you know, and have them there. Um, I do think same thing with like, you know, what we do with race day, you don't try anything new. I would say like, make sure that you've had these things before that you like them, you know, that they do bring you comfort, that they do sustain you. So we're not like trying something new on, um, when we're giving birth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's important. Um, and a variety of things because you never know what you're going to be in the mood for. So don't think, okay, I love this one thing. That's all I'm going to pack. Um, pack a little bit of a variety because you never know what you might be in the mood for. Um, also think about like hard candies or chewing gum or lifesaver peppermints, suckers. Those things can kind of be distracting, you know, because they give you something to do. Um, and honey sticks, like you said, bone broth is a great source of protein without chewing. Some people don't want to eat a lot when they're in labor. Um, and bone broth can be, it's highly nutri- nutritious and it has protein in it. So it can really sustain you in a more effective way. Um, if you're not really feeling like you want to eat other good things like protein balls or protein bars. Um, some protein bars are hard to chew and that could be very off-putting when you're in labor. So think about mm-hmm. that. Like, is it, is it easy to chew? Can I bet, can I kind of get this in pretty easily? Um, and in between contractions, um, and hydration. So obviously you can get water or usually juice or soda from the hospital. Um, but bring in like your own big, like thing of water is huge and you can just fill it up that way. You're not having to 
fill up your cup from the hospital regularly. Um, and then you can add like electrolyte powder to it. You could do or bring coconut water, liquid IV, body armor, or do your own homemade like labor aid. So something that's going to give you a little boost of sugar and the minerals that you need to keep going. Um, so you don't get too dehydrated or worn down. Um, so think about like that marathon aspect that you know, climbing a big mountain, you know, if you're going to be doing those kinds of things, how are you going to sustain yourself? You're not usually going to want to eat a big meal right in the mm-hmm. middle of it. Um, and yeah, I, that chewing, you may not want to chew. So it's it definitely that those liquid things can be huge. Yep. Yep. And think um, food for your partner too, or yes. the birth, your birth support person who is with you in the, in that space, um, what they want to eat too. bring lots of snacks for them. Because if they if they don't want to leave you or you don't want them to leave, you know, it might, might not be easy for them to run down to the cafeteria. The cafeteria might be closed. Um, you know, we got to make sure they stay sustained as like with food and hydration as well. Yes. Um, and also maybe your own pillow, your own blanket. Again, things that bring you comfort um, that you can touch, see, feel, you know, and that's Mm kind of as, you know, getting to that other aspect of um, helping the nervous system as well to kind of process everything. Yeah. People don't always think about what the hospital, like things they provide might feel like to them. Um, And usually it's fine, but if you have a favorite pillow, it's going to feel better to you and more like, I mean, there's nothing like if you've been on a trip and you've been staying in a hotel or a rental you, you usually sleep and you survive, but then you get home and you, your head hits your pillow and you are like, oh, best I know. ever. Well, and I have my travel case and my pillow because I can't deal with that. Oh, no joke. I'm like, yes. I'm like are we yeah. flying? Because I, if we're flying, I'm like, can I bring my pillow? And usually it's a no because I actually need to pack clothes in my suitcase and not just my pillow. But if we're driving, I'm like, throw that pillow in. Um, and so that just feel, think about like that. Like if you can just try and like walk through that feeling and be like, Oh yeah, that would feel way better than what I usually feel like if I'm staying in a hotel. Um, and when you feel those little like cozy sensations, it's going to help you relax. It's going to help labor progress. It's just going to help you feel better overall and sustain, you know, during labor and same with that blanket, like your favorite blanket from home and your favorite, um, you know, because they usually issue like a, a hospital gown. And mm-hmm. sometimes people say, and I don't disagree, like that the very first intervention is that hospital gown. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's this like, mm-hmm. it sets the tone of like, okay, put this on, you're now in our like, realm. And this is, you kind of take on that persona, it's like you step into that, which is fine. Or you can say, no, I don't want to wear that hospital gown, because Lots of people before me have worn that hospital gown Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's oversized and it's scratchy. And so what makes me feel good? And like it kind of, we talked about like the robe, the comfy socks, the slippers. So think about like a labor skirt or a labor gown of your choice um, that you can labor comfortably in. And that's perfectly fine. Did you know you can do that? You don't have to wear the gown from the hospital. If you want to wear the gown from the hospital, rock it, do it. That's totally fine. But if you can think about like, oh no, that doesn't sound very comfortable, then bring your own stuff. Um, And you can totally labor in whatever you want or nothing, totally up to you. And you can even think of, I remember my mom had gotten me these great, like (laughs) my little moo-moos, and I love that thing. It was just like, <laughs> it looked so like 1970s, 
little house on the prairie. I don't care. But it was, it comfortable. was so comfortable. It was, yes. It was a soft cotton and it had a button um, front. So then yes. I could nurse in it. Mm-hmm. So that was something else to think of. So like easy know. access to mm-hmm. that. Easy well, access there. Mm-hmm. earlier when you mentioned how your robe takes you back to your birth, my, I have two nightgowns for my second birth that I labored in at home and I, they were just like target um, I think they were Target brand or whatever, like nursing nightgowns. So super soft. And then they had the, like the front, like the, the, what covered my boob came off. Like, a, you know, like a nursing oh, yeah, yeah, bra yeah. top, like a nursing tank top, but then a nightgown bottom. Mm-hmm. And it like supported my chest, how I wanted to be supported. But then the rest was super, super flowy. Nothing was too tight. Um, they were, they were pretty. So like in the couple pictures that were snapped, it was like, you know, looked mm-hmm. good. And most of all, it was comfortable. Um, and so when I, I still have them and even though they're maternity, I still wear them. That's right. Yep. Cause yes. they're so comfortable. And, um, that takes me back every time I see them or fold them Yay. or put them on. And so that's, so yeah, do your own thing in that regard and just aim for comfort. Um, and so another and side note too, okay. sorry with that is my, my mom had also gotten me, cause again, it was winter had gotten me pajamas and it was like pajama sets of, it was like a fuzzy top that buttoned as well too. So like it had pants, which were super comfortable, which was good as far as, you know, stretchy waist, but even thinking of like being at home in that postpartum time, I know we're coming into that, but then that's not a hospital bag. So sorry, but I'm thinking of yeah. clothes that you're buying. I'm, well, I'm that could be, that could be hospital bag for the postpartum. Yeah. I think a hundred percent. That's what you want to be thinking is comfy, stretchy pants and tops for after the birth. Um, the, the last thing we'll add for the actual birth is, um, a birth ball or a yoga ball. Um, this is something that some people definitely want to bring their own from home. And sometimes people are like, fine, not having their own. It's a tool. Um, it can be comfortable to sit on. It supports your hips and your pelvis. Um, you can do like hip circles or like figure eights with your hips sitting on it. So it can really help encourage labor. Um, some hospitals do have them. Most of the hospitals I attend birth at, almost all of them have peanut balls, which are peanut shaped yoga balls that you can use while like they're good for lying down or um, sitting positions to help encourage labor progress. So you can do different positions with them. And then there's the yoga ball. And so the most hospitals that I attend in the Atlanta area have peanut balls in each room, but not all have yoga or birth balls available. So they'll have like a few. It's just whether or not the thing they'll have a few, you don't know how many people are going to be birthing at the same time. Yeah. So I say kind of ask, learn about what's available at your hospital decide if that's something you want to have. It's a great tool um, and it can be comfortable to sit on, bounce on. Um, it's just a great way to kind of switch things up. I kind of say, if you're not sure if they're going to have one, then you could maybe bring it and leave it in the car if you feel like it's cumbersome. And then if you find out they don't have it, then your partner or doula or someone can run down to the car and get it for you and bring it up. It can be kind of like something that's there just in case. Yes, very, very good. So that's our... Um, what to pack in the hospital bag for actually dealing with, um, labor and birth. There are some things to think about, um, for postpartum, um, as it pertains to mom and then as it pertains to baby as well too. So for mom, and we kind of touched on this, but it's like those postpartum clothes. So like Mm -hmm. a nursing tank top, 
but it, it's it really goes to the what the comfy stuff to wear home because you got to you know just what are you comfortable in and it it doesn't have to be like super amazing like cute you know what i mean like sometimes yeah. the comfy stuff can be cute but it's also like i said my mumu was like i felt like mm -hmm. a little house of the and i was like but i was so happy so yeah <laughs> comfy over cute like yeah. choose comfy over cute and then like you were saying you stayed in the hospital for five days so you want to think about what you're going home in but you also want to think about what you're wearing in the day to several days that you might be in the hospital and so you want to have a couple things that you can mm -hmm. la lounge around in and be comfortable in so if that's nightgowns or pajama sets you want to have a few of those and different than like if you're laboring in clothes you don't want to be like okay i'm going to labor in that and then i'm going to wear that after the birth because that might get soiled it might um mm -hmm. you might have worn it for a day or longer and want something fresh it's going to feel really good to put on some fresh clean pjs or loungewear so think about that and it'll be separate you'll have like a postpartum this is what I'm using for after the birth and comfy stretchy waistband or nightgowns, like not touching you at all. And if you're thinking about sizing, they like six, like think about your size when you're like six months pregnant, that's the size. Like, don't think you're going to be putting on your pre-pregnancy PJs, mm -mm. you know, think how you were six more months. Room. Or, yeah. Lots of room. More room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Cause you want to be comfortable. Yes. Yes. You do want to be comfortable. Um, and I know to the hospital, they'll send you home with those like mesh. At least I still think they do those like mesh yeah. panties mm -hmm. and all the, like the little ice packs and, um, things like that too. I remember just, I don't know. I had a little duffel bag that I had gotten when I left the hospital and it had lots of those pads in it. You know, I took it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whatever they, you can take, take what home give you? for those initial it, days, uh, because those mesh panties, um, they are comfortable. They kind of hold the big pad. They don't, they're not irritating. Um, you might like them. You might not. Some people like, uh, have depends. Some people like to bring the depends because mm -hmm. they're like, stretchy and they hold everything in and that feels better to them than the mesh panty so you can bring in some stuff if you want or you can bring your own underwear but i love the mesh panty and the big pad um but oh, when i, I when yeah. i gave birth at home i for my second birth i didn't you know didn't have the hospital to give me all that stuff so i did use the depends after the birth and then i made my own like pad sickles so those own those like freezer pads with like witch hazel and lavender and aloe on them so they were very soothing mm. and so you can make your own padsicles now i think you can actually buy the freezer pads at target or walmart so having those on hand if you're not giving birth at a hospital and underwear to wear or something like disposable panties to wear afterward or maybe older panties that you wouldn't don't mind if they get soiled you know that you can wash and reuse if you want. So some options there for for what you want to wear postpartum, um, hospital or home even. Um, and you know, back thinking about what's on your feet, they offer those like grippy socks, but it's like one size and usually one color. So don't guarantee that the socks the hospital provides you is going to be what you want to wear. So having your own little fuzzy socks or comfy slippers to wear after the birth, because you're going to be walking around the room, take care of your baby, going back and forth to the bathroom, you know, you're going to want some something on your feet. Um, and then tux pads. So tux pads are uh, witch hazel wipes for your bottom. So your bottom has gone through a lot 
during birth and which hazel pads can help provide relief if you have any sort of hemorrhoids or swelling or tenderness in that area. Mm, that's a good and idea. Sometimes the hospital will give you those, but just in case. Yeah, just definitely in case. have so them at home. You're gonna want that. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say definitely have them at home because I even had something else. Because now we want to go into like, you know, if you are wanting to nurse, mm-hmm. um, nipple cream is something definitely to yes. think about because that whole, I don't know, the whole breastfeeding thing. Because you, it depends on when your milk is coming in and you've got colostrum and all of those things, but. Um, uh, it can, that nipple cream can really kind of make or break those beginning nursing days. I feel mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. um, because it can just, um, it can be, it can be painful. Yeah. Um, well, there's a degree of soreness for, mm-hmm. as your nipple is getting used to breastfeeding, um, that it kind of has to build up some like, almost like a callus kind of yes. like over time. And in those initial days, it can be really sore and tender. It shouldn't be like, you shouldn't have cracking or bleeding or severe pain. So working with a lactation consultant to really ensure you've got a good latch while in the hospital um, so that you can really reduce the pain in the nipple, but there is a degree of like normal pain, but that shouldn't be severe, but nipple right, cream that crack and bleeding is bad, but yeah, the nipple cream, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and you can, definitely. And Bring no, whatever you can just bring your own, like they make organic kinds or they have like the lanolin or, you know, just have some on hand. And definitely even, you know, talking with that lactation consultant in there and making sure we can help establish a healthy um, breastfeeding routine at the beginning and at the hospital is really good because mm-hmm. then they can even say, hey, when you get out, you know, you might need this referral or something or they can at least kind of assess some things there. Oh yeah. Um, I, now I did come back to our little list and I wrote a pump on there. It's not necessarily that you need that for the hospital. If something does go awry, I can't remember. I know they do have hospital grade pumps. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever needed one, but that is always, um, that is an option there. And so if something is coming up and you're needing help, um, lactation consultants help with that too. But I remember coming home um, and nursing, I did send my husband out to go buy a pump and it was like, cause it was just, it just added a little bit of extra stress. So it's almost like it was a postpartum thing that I kind of wish we'd already had at mm-hmm. home. Cause mm-hmm. I was going to go back to work anyways. Like, I, you know, I wanted to have breastfeeding, but I, I did want, I knew we were going to be doing models as well too. And it just, it was a kind of, it was kind of stressful there at the beginning to like, Oh, now I have this pump and I don't know how to use it. And I don't know what's going on here. And I have this new baby and I'm swollen and everything hurts. And you know, Oh yeah. <laughs> so if you can get the pump before, before birth, mm-hmm. before labor, some people use it for, to do nipple stimulation mm-hmm. to help labor get going. Or even if you have, if you bring it with you to the hospital, you can use it during labor for that. And then yes, it comes in handy. If after the birth, um, you're separated from your baby for any reason, you want to pump every couple of hours. So you can either do that with your own pump that you've brought because you're used to it, or um, you can use the hospital grade pump as well, but definitely something to have on your uh, before birth list. Yes. Um, All right. Things for baby. Yay. Yeah. So baby doesn't need a ton, but just some things to think about, right? Um, Some clothes for the baby, you know, and think about like newborn sizes as well as zero to three months um, in case they're bigger. Um, And just bring simple, soft cotton, you know, 
Some people like to do a fancy going home outfit. If that's you, you do you, but you know, comfy, easy to think you got to get them in the car seat. So it's, yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. less cumbersome is better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And diapers, but the hospital does supply huggies and pampers usually. Um, But if you have a particular brand or type or style that you want to bring, bring those, Um, but know that they will supply some if you need them. Same with wipes. Um, they supply the Huggies and Pampers, but if you have your special wipes that you want for just your baby, you can bring those. Um, coconut oil, uh, that's super fun. You can bring a little bit of that and put that on their bottom. So when babies are first born, they their poop is what is called meconium. And it is this like very <laughs> dark, uh, very tarry, tarry tar-like uh, substance mm-hmm. that sticks to their booty and it's hard to get off. But if you put a little bit of coconut oil, it wipes off easy peasy. Um, just a little trick there. And swaddle blankets. Again, hospital provides certain things like that. But if you have your pretty or soft or special swaddle blankets, be sure and pack those. And same thing with soap and lotion. If you have a certain kind that you want your baby to be bathed in, if you're doing a bath before you leave, you can bring your own Um also important is the car seat and um, make sure that you've got that properly installed. So infant car seats usually have a base and then you would bring the actual carrier up to the room when you're ready to go home. So the base should be installed with a, with a professional car seat installer. And usually like fire departments will offer that service. So you can go by there before the birth and make sure it's installed correctly. Um, and yeah, the, I would call not all. Yeah, call, yeah, you know, call. call the local fire department. And then there's also just independent car seat techs. So yeah, absolutely. Um, there's lots of good places to to find that help. Yep. And then just don't forget to bring that with you to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to bring it up or anything like that. You can go get it when it's time to go home. Um, it doesn't need to be in the room until it's time to go home. And then another thing for baby that some people don't think about is um hand expressed or pumped colostrum. So during pregnancy, your body will begin to produce colostrum, which is baby's first milk. And it's highly nutritious. It's very dense. They don't need a lot of it. Um, And towards the end of pregnancy, you can begin to hand express this colostrum or or pump it. I think it's easier to hand express because it's such a little amount. Um, And then you can store it in tiny syringes freeze it and then bring that to the hospital with you. And it can be, you know, until you get baby well established with that first latch, if, if they need some sustenance, then you can offer that uh, colostrum. Oh, that's so neat. I had never, I've never heard of that. So that's mm-hmm. really, really cool mm-hmm. to be able to do that. And, and then some people, often. yeah, if they're able, some people produce a lot of colostrum late in pregnancy and they can just create a little bit of stash in their freezer for even when they get home. Um, colostrum's great. So, and don't stress if you try to hand express and not, not a lot comes out and you're not able to do that. That's not a sign that you're not gonna be able to breastfeed or anything like that. It's just something to try and see. Um, and if you're going to do that, you know, doing it after like a warm bath or shower and kind of like massaging yeah. the breast during that time can kind of help help get things going. And some people are pleasantly surprised by what they find. Yay. Aw. Um, I know that was our wonderful what to pack in your hospital bag and then some. <laughs> right. I mean, are we going on a, a two week odyssey or? <laughs> I know. That, I know. Yeah, exactly. And don't, we definitely don't want to bring stress with like that. You need all of these things as with everything we share. It's just to try and get you thinking about, your your situation and what you can bring and what sounds good to you and just creating your own unique 
hospital bag and just some things to think about. Exactly. Helping you to bring that comfort of home into the hospital and help you have a wonderful, pleasant birth that you feel comfortable with. So these are some things um, that can help with that. And again, not all exhaustive, but um, yeah, print it off and add your little notes to it too. Um, We're so happy that you listened to the episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you learned some things and took some notes. Feel free to share this with um, any expected families that you know that might want to have this information to pack their hospital bags. And as always, we appreciate any reviews and ratings you have and sharing the podcast. You know, we are on social media as well. So we're on Instagram um, at align underscore birth. And um, it's really, really cool. We post all kinds of things and pictures and wonderful things that we talk about on the show and sound bites. So be sure to follow us on social and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Aligned Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, screenshot it and tag us on Instagram at aligned underscore birth or leave a rating and review. If you don't want to miss our newest episodes, be sure to tap the subscribe button. Your support is greatly appreciated. As always, we strive to bring you lots of information because knowledge is power and applied knowledge is empowerment. Thanks again for being here and see you next week.